Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEN. All the latest on the grand final start time and Bob Murphy drops a massive bomb on SEN today. We'll give you all the latest and in every piece of news that's pertinent to a massive prelim final week. Time on is your say on the news of the day. Let's crack in. Uh, Yes, indeed. Welcome to Time On. Sam Hargraves with you. Great to have your company. Thanks so much for being with us. I hope you've had as good a day as possible in tough and trying times. So wherever you're joining us tonight, wherever you're joining us from, uh, I hope you're doing okay. Uh, thanks to anyone who got a test today, a vaccination as well. one three hundred seven three six seven three six the number to give me a call. Your say on the news of the day. And like every day in sport, especially at the pointy end of the season, there is plenty making news. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. 736 736 I suppose it's without saying that this is probably uh, the biggest story of the day, with all due respect to uh, Bob Murphy, of course, which we'll get to that in just a moment. another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. Next stop, the Twilight Zone. Apologies if I'm the 75th person to make that gag and that reference today. But that is the announcement that the 2021 AFL Grand Final will be a twilight game for residents in Western Australia, in the Northern Territory and South Australia. It'll be at 6.45pm start. And for the Eastern Seaboard, ACT, New South Wales, Queensland, Tassie, Victoria, it will be a 7.15 start time. So the AFL announced that today for the first time we will have a twilight grand final. It's, uh, it is incredibly exciting. It's something that we haven't seen before. And this is not to say that we should always see it again or that it's here to stay forever, but at least we know what we'd be comparing it to now when we have the conversation about what the start time for the AFL Grand Final should be. So the AFL Grand Final, for the first time ever, will be in Perth and for the first time ever will be a twilight game. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Mike McKenna spoke to Jerry uh, Whateley Last week, he also spoke to SENWA. He's the CEO of Optus Stadium. And explain why they were so keen uh, on a twilight grand final for Optus. 
the semi-final this weekend, primary final next weekend, the stage at 5.50, Perth time. And I think that's probably a spot-on time. It's uh, all the sun's off the arena at the time um, of the start of the game, and then at sunset about uh, 20 minutes before half-time. So I think that's probably a, a spot-on time. Um, obviously, the AFL can be very conscious of the time it finishes in the Eastern States so that uh, kids can watch the game to its conclusion and not be in bed too late. Uh, so there you go. That's one of the reasons why. And, and he went on to say that they can get their full toys out. So all the bells and whistles that Optus Stadium comes with as the newest stadium in Australia, they're very excited over there because they believe this is the best time to showcase everything that's wonderful about that stadium. And, and there's one thing that Perth does very well, and actually Australia-wide, we do a ripping sunset. Uh, that just goes without saying. So you can imagine that, that the sun off the, the field, so there won't be shadows drawn, but in full daylight, and then the sun will start to set, the lights will come on. It'll be pretty magic, I reckon. It'll be quite tranquil to look at. The scenic, you know, visually, it'll be very, it'll be rather stunning, I expect. one three hundred seven three six seven three six to have you say on that. Kane Corns had this to say today. It was, and it was only, how much does the Gabba hold? 35 to 40? Um, so add another significant portion, it's going to be huge in Perth. Yeah, I don't know, we'll ever, ever go back to a day grand final. I don't, on the, on the back of this, once we see that the show um, is a lot better under lights. It's got the feeling, don't you, that last year was the first year that we've had a night grand final and the first year that it's been out of Victoria. This year, the, first, the second time out of Victoria and the first time at Twilight. So we're getting... The last three years, we'll get every time slot once we're finished and then make a judgment on what is best and what's the best time to showcase the greatest sporting event of the year, and that's the AFL Grand Final. So I wonder, is he onto something there, Kane, or do we think that at least for the next couple of years it might go back today? Or do we do it on a bit of a, you know, is it something that varies from year to year, I wonder? Or do you stick with the tradition and that is day grand final must be at all times? I know from a broadcasting point of view, I think from the TV side of things, I think they are very keen on a night grand final for more prime time. It's uh, obviously the way the world is working. It's getting harder and harder to be able to bring in the revenue needed to cover the cost of um, being a rights holder for, 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 for any sport, really, um, from a TV point of view. So... That does help them out. And I wonder, does it help the game out? Is it the greatest way to showcase, you know, for expats living overseas? I think they'd love it. <laughs> might not be for people to hear. But for Aussies living abroad, uh, that kind of time slot might help them out. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. And this story today, um, which was quite a shock uh, to those outside the SEN Drive bubble, uh, and that was that uh, Bob Murphy has been appointed the head football op- head of football operations and performance uh, at the Fremantle Football Club. Uh, Peter Bell, the GM, has welcomed Bob today. We're delighted to welcome him into our AFL and AFLW programs in the role of head of football and high performance. It was clear how highly valued and respected he was at the Western Bulldogs, and these leadership traits will be especially important at Fremantle as we look to foster the development of our young and talented AFL and AFLW lists. It's especially important to the club that Bob has been an incredible advocate for the AFL women's competition, and we're excited about bringing that passion to Fremantle ahead of season six commencing in January. So our loss, absolutely, uh, Fremantle's game, Fremantle's gain. Um, from a personal point of view, uh, th- 
Bob Murphy is one of my favourite people to work with uh, at the station, full of incredible people to work with. But every time you do, uh, I feel better for it. Uh, and it's been a joy and a privilege to be able to share a commentary box with him, to work on a few different things here and there with him. And I think everybody would echo that sentiment, uh, especially within SEN, that um, whenever you get to work with Bob, uh, is a good day. And uh, we absolutely wish him all the best. So good culture's made up of good people. And Bob's not just a good football person. He's just a great person. So... Um, that footy club is um, immeasurably better already just for having him there and we'll miss him and we absolutely uh, wish him all the best. Cam Guthrie re-signs today for Geelong um, till the end of 2025 on a, on a good deal. He turns 29 in August. He's been All-Australian, averaged 29.1 disposals this year. We'll hear a little bit about um, that particular signing. Stephen Wells was on with Dwayne Russell earlier today and this is what he had to say. We were always confident uh, that Cam was going to commit to Geelong and I think Cam was always confident that we were going to commit to him. It was a very amiable negotiation and, uh, yeah, today it's come out that um, he had signed a, a four-year deal. Um, we're hoping that Cam continues to form. He's in at the moment. He's, uh, he's in career best form, even though he's getting um, closer to that 30-year age um, that... Uh, seems to be in people's minds when they're talking about contract length, but we had no trouble at all in uh, agreeing to a four-year deal for Cam. And Cam Guthrie on exactly why he was keen to re-sign. Oh, for me personally, I feel like the club has always given me respect and I've tried to return that. Um, the negotiations uh, went really well and, and they were conducted really fairly and respectfully again. So the whole process has been uh, a good one, but um, kind of as I said before, that's been... Uh, yeah, a little bit in the background for me, not a, a massive focus, but, um, yeah, it's been more on what we can achieve this year. And he went on to talk about, in a little more greater detail, that contract. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of been bubbling away in the background a little bit, um, which is kind of how I wanted it to be. Obviously, all my focus has been on uh, the first couple of finals we've played in and then moving on to this week is another big week for the club, so... Um, yeah, I've, I've kind of wanted to make it all about the team and kind of push any kind of individual aspects of my career to the background. Uh, so a great signing, uh, Cam Guthrie recommitting for four years till 2025, and you expect that would make him a cat uh, for life. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Plenty more making news, uh, which I'll get to in just a moment. But this is all about your say on the news of the day, and. Uh, <laughs> Just bear with me because we're having a little bit of trouble getting, uh, being able to get, uh, just being able to get, um, just bear with us for a moment. What we're going to do, we're going to get that fixed because we can't actually take calls at the minute. So let me, everyone stay there. Jack, Mark, Mike, Mark, Greg, stay right there. I'm going to come straight to you on the other side of this. You're listening to Time On on SEN. How excited are you? I'm really, really no, how excited. excited are you? No, I am. Yeah, the um, the magnetic pull of footy just got stronger yeah. and stronger. and I've loved doing this. I really have. Yeah. Everyone that told me when I went into <laughs> media that it's not a team game. No, I'm, I do mean this sincerely, that it's every man, woman for himself. <laughs> um, but I've loved the team and, and, the, and the little world we've we've built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, no, loved, I've, I've loved just about every minute of it. You're a conduit between lots of different departments, one of those being the AFLW, high performance, development. Yep. Yeah. 
Bob Murphy, a little bit on uh, the decision to take up a, a massive position at the Fremantle Footy Club, uh, thus ending uh, his run with Andy on the Drive Show, which has just been must-listen every day. Uh, for those guys, he's the new head of footy operation and performance at the Freo Footy Club, encompassing the AFL and the AFLW, which uh, he has immense passion for, uh, and he will be missed here, that's for sure. And uh, plenty of people echoing that sentiment off the text. All the best to you, Bob, on the next chapter in your life. Thanks for the great show with Andy. That's from Dean that's coming through. Dean's also mentioned a couple of the listings for Hawthorne. James Cousins, he thinks, will be snapped up fast. So Keegan Brooksby, James Cousins, Damon Greaves, Michael Hartley and Harrison Pepper have been informed they won't be offered contracts for the 2022 season. Uh, Cousins played 35 games uh, coming off the 2016 rookie draft and Greaves 10 games, uh, pick 13 in the 2019 rookie draft, seven games this season in 2021. I wonder whether they might even be re-rookied by the club, which is uh, a bit of a it's in vogue at the moment, isn't it? That delisting just a re-rookie. I wonder if those two might be candidates for that. Uh, so the grand final time uh, is what uh, a lot of people calling to have a chat about, and that's exactly why Marcus has called us from Bacchus Mask. G'day, Mark. All right, we're having more trouble with this. Uh, <laughs> let me just try rattle these phones around again. Our tech department are doing a, a brilliant job here. We've just got a slight issue. Just bear with me for a moment. We've been trying to fix it in the break. Uh, Mark, have we got you there? Have we got you there, Mark? Just looks like we've got a slight drama still. We'll keep rattling around. Mark, have we got you there? <laughs> nope. No, we don't. Uh, so we're just going to try and figure out what is happening there. Um... We apologise for this because there's people waiting very patiently to get on air. Uh, Mark, we'll try you again. Mark, have we got you there? No, we don't. All right, let's uh, try and get that fixed uh, as we continue to work our way through. For those who are on hold at the moment, Jack, Mark, Mike, Mark, Greg, please stay there. We've just got an issue that is being worked on at the moment and uh, we're going to try and get those phone lines back up and running. But the temper text is still working. Temper, a mattress like no other, 0433 98 11 16. So these are coming through off the text about uh, the Twilight grand final decision that was announced today by the AFL. Uh, footy fans emphatically want it to stay as a day game. If we don't get back to a day grand final next year after we have all paid our memberships over the last two years for very little return, I'm done handing over my money to the AFL. Um, the AFL has become a circus run by clowns. The great game, no longer night grand final. You're kidding. That's from Clint. Um, mate, if they had the if they had MCG Optus-style lights back in the day, all grand finals would be at under lights. That's the only reason the VFL granny has been a day game. It's called Evolution. That's from Macy in Taz. Uh, stupid. No one cares about the kids. What a joke. Night GF, all we are locked as all, as we are all locked down in Victoria. This will be no guide as to moving forward. No catching up with friends for a barbecue, etc., which is the foundation of GF Day. Twilight night night time are both ridiculous. Two PM start is the only way to go. Signing off, Kelly from Packy, um, and that's so only one in favour off the temper text at the moment. Now let's just see here. Fingers crossed. Fingers, toes, everything. Mark in Bacchus Marsh. Are you there? Sammy, can you get me? Can you? Oh, there we go. Uh, we've got a phenomenal tech team here that have done a great job in getting that fixed. Mark, fire away, mate. The Twilight Grand ha- Final. Happy days, happy days. Now, Sammy, yes. this can be a little bit of a prickly one. You might get a message to shut the whole conversation down. 
Uh, well, not, hang on, crowd. you're not going to say anything that's going to get me in trouble legally, no, you, Mark? No, grand final crowds. This is a touchy point, I believe, with the AFL, right. and it's a no-go subject normally on SEM because of the AFL. Now, we know with the, in the grand finals at the MCG, two-thirds of the tickets get allocated to the corporates, and one-third of the tickets barely get allocated to the members, which I say is a travesty. It should be two-thirds for the members and one-third to the corporates. So you've got 66,000 corporates get tickets and only 33,000 members at the MCG for the grand final. Is that this are grand, they the spot-on this, numbers, Mark? I, I don't have the exact yeah, numbers. Yeah. Is that just an estimation or where have you got, yeah. that, where have you got those from? No, that's, a, that's fact. But like I said, it's not ever talked about because the AFL shut it down and, and they don't want this issue being spoken about. And like I said, it's an absolute disgrace the amount of tickets that get allocated to the members of the two clubs in the grand final at the MCG. It is an absolute disgrace. Now, my question to you is this. For this Perth grand final, because the corporates can't fly over because of quarantine and all that, I would like you to find out how many tickets are allocated to the members for this grand final. And I bet you it'll be a lot more than what the MCG normally gets. I bet you'll leave out 50,000 will go to the two competing teams, to the members. All right. Well, we, what we'll do is we'll put in a, a, a call to the uh, AFL's media department, Mark. Good point that you raise. Interesting. Uh, and I'd be keen to know that number myself, and I'm sure a lot of footy fans would as well. So we'll see what we can find out. But thanks for putting that up on the whiteboard for us and, and on the agenda. Uh, Jackson Mill Park. G'day, Jack. G'day, Sammy. How you going, buddy? Uh, couldn't be better. Thank you. No worries, but I'm just a bit nervy. You know, I've been a Demon supporter. I've been a long time since we're, we're basically in this spot. Um, the whole year, a lot of experts and, you know, a lot of outside noise, you know, just waiting for us to fall down. But, you know, we're in great shape. We've had a week's rest. And I'm hoping everything's going well and we actually, Maxi and Goody, hold that cup. And the first thing I, on the Monday after the grand final, the next person that says to me, when was the last time you won a grand final? What am I going to say, Sammy? 2021! Go, go! <laughs> uh, beautifully done, Jack. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, I, I think everyone's right on board now of Melbourne's bona fides. I think everyone's very, very confident that Melbourne are going to get through. Obviously, Geelong and Geelong fans have got different ideas, but um, it does just have that feel about it, doesn't it, that Melbourne are finally in as good a position as they could ever possibly be. Um and it's interesting, too, with the no pre-finals buy. So, so Swamp Thing chucked this stat back up, and it's an interesting one. So this is from 2000 onwards. So there's a bit of uh, symmetry there. The last time that Melbourne were in a grand final was 2000. No pre-finals buy. 28 of the 32 teams that won a qualifying final won the prelim final. So 28 out of 32. If you won the qualifier, 28 out of 32 won the prelim. Once the pre-finals buy came in, 4 out of 10 won the prelim finals. So the pre-finals buy has been um, a bit of a bad luck omen. It's been um, the upside-down horseshoe, uh, and it hasn't bode well for teams uh, over the years. Um, one 736 736 So it's just everything seems to be shaping up nicely uh, for Melbourne. Uh, Jack Viney spoke uh, early today. I'll play you some of that, but there's been people waiting really patiently to, to jump on. Mike's in Perth. G'day, Mike. Um, Afternoon, mate. How you doing? Very well, thanks, Mike. What have you got for us? Uh, here we go, Bob Murphy, mate. I am uh, over the moon 
regards to him as you come to the Dockers, mate. We are uh, yeah, excited um, in regards to the leadership uh, of Bob, mate. Oh, Mike, I don't know if you'd get anyone to argue with you, you on that. I mean, we, we hear now that culture is the number one most important thing for, for clubs and um, it, it, and that's all based on having good people uh, at your organisation and you don't find much better than Bob. So, um, yeah, well, I think we all agree that it's a phenomenally sound appointment. Yeah, absolutely. Good on Enjoy you, Enjoy Sam. No, thank you. Really appreciate the call. Mark's in Sydney. G'day, Mark. G'day, Sam. How are you? I couldn't be better. Thank you for asking. Oh, good. You can hear me. Yep, absolutely. Good to know Mark. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got to admit, I'm really going to miss Bob. And because uh, up here in Sydney, we're on lockdown practically through the rest of September and maybe into October. And you guys and girls at SEN always provide us with good laughs. And, you know, you really put a bright spot on our day. And I can't say thank you enough for that. I'm really going to miss Bob. But he is going to my favourite WA club, the Dockers. So that... Will be something to look forward to. And I reckon, you know, for a new offsider for Andy, to put a good Sydney Swans supporter spin on it, you know, people with the toughness to back up the forthrightness of their opinions, I reckon they should go with Barry Hall or Plugger Lockett. Well, Plugger never really spoke to the media as a player, so I don't know if he... Uh, that's a big leap, to go from never, ever speaking to media to hosting a drive show on the on the number one sports network in Australia. Uh, Mark, I love the uh, blue sky thinking of it. Uh, but I just cannot see a world where Plugger says, you know what, I've got this all wrong. Sign me up for uh, SEN Drive. It, hey, it would be the greatest story. It would be the greatest coup in radio history, I'd imagine. But um, I don't think we could see that one uh, happening. Um, and, uh, yeah, Baz Hall, I've had the pleasure of working with, with Baz, and uh, he's a, a very, very good man. Um, and, uh, I, you know, Everyone has to, unfortunately, you, you pay your penance sometimes uh, when you make a mistake. And uh, I do hope that he does find his way back into the media at some point because he's very, very good, uh, very, very good at it. Uh, Greg's in Blackburn. G'day, Greg. Hi, Sam. I reiterate everybody that's saying about Bob Murphy. I've been uh, listening to him and Andy. I dubbed him actually the Marriage Made in Heaven guys many years ago. So good luck to you, Bob. In relation to... Um, crowds you mentioned before about the the night grand final because they wanted more eyeballs on the set the broadcasters and i just don't i don't cop that because there's no way that just because it's a night grand final you're going to get another two hundred thousand people saying oh it's a night grand final we're going to watch it it has to go i come from the old north melbourne breakfast days then you go you get your barbie ready at 12 o'clock you're having your chops and your steak and everything at two o'clock you're having a few beers and then the game starts it's too long for night grand final, and everybody on your text has said that. So I, I'm so not wanting night grand finals. It's 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 crap. What well, why don't you like it, Greg? What what is it that has you dead it's against too, it? it? It's too long. I mean, what is a night grand final? Because it's dark and you can have fireworks. And I mean, what what is the rationale behind a night grand final that makes a better spectacle? What is it? Well, for a lot of people, it's the fact that you do get more eyes on the product. For other people, it also opens you up to international markets. For for others, it's that you can make it more of an entertainment spectacle for like what you're speaking about, sort of like what they do with the Super Bowl. Um, there, there's a lot of people, you know, people like Eddie Maguire, Tony Cochran, um, these guys are very, very much of the camp that the, the, the future for the AFL Grand Final is a nighttime Grand Final. How do you get more eyes on it just because it's a night grand final? 
They're prime time. So the, the last year was the last year were massive numbers. Obviously, lockdown plays a part in that. Not as big as 2019, but their belief is that of a night time that you are you do expose yourself up to, to to more eyes on the set. A lot of people work on Saturdays for a whole range of different reasons. Um, that they believe that you would get more people watching of a night. And and the games during the year tell us that. I mean, the, the number one rating nights are Friday night footy. Um, Thursday night footy rates a million. So night games always rate better than day yeah, games. Yeah, just because, just because the night game in the grand final, you're not going to have 200,000 extra people say, just because it's a night game, I'm going to watch it. If they're football followers, they're going to watch it at 2.30. I, I don't get it. That's all. Yeah, no, I understand, Greg. And and there's no, and and by the way, and I, I I like the fact that you you stick firm and and you're a footy purist, and I absolutely um, respect and and admire that. And I'm of the, I haven't made up my mind yet. And, and it sounds like I'm sitting on the fence, but I, I want to wait and see how this twilight comes up. I probably don't swing all the way to night, but I do like the idea of twilight. And I'm and I'm fascinated to see how it comes up. I want to see though, you know, is there going to be too drastic a change in the conditions from day to night? I'm not sure. Um, does that even happen in the twilight games anyway that we play? Does it does it matter much in in that space? Um, people there talking, you know, we've got people there saying, you know, what about kids? What about kids? Um, but there's a couple of people texting in saying, I assume all the people in Victoria complaining about a 7pm grand final will also be lobbying the AFL to cancel Friday night footy next year. Hypocrites, all of them. They aren't worried about kids watching. They just don't like change. That's from Jason uh, in WA. Um, got mates in London, 10am start. They are stoked with a night GF. Um, so it is, it's a divisive one, isn't it? Because it, it is what we've known, tradition that has been long held, um, there's an idea that if it ain't broke, but there's also on the other side that what could it be? You know, do we just resist change for change's sake or should we at least explore it? And I don't think the game's going anywhere. So I don't have a problem with us trying things out. And if, and if we can find something in these COVID years in amongst how hard it's been, how difficult it's been, and if we can take these opportunities that sometimes present in the worst of circumstances to see if we can improve what would be regular day circumstances, um, why not? Why not roll the dice and just try it? What, what have we got to lose for a year or two in the situation that we're in to say, right, we've never done this. The conversation comes up every year. Let's just have a look. No, no harm done. No harm done having a look. So I'm reserving my judgment to when I've seen how a Twilight Grand Final comes about. And you might be the same or you might be different. But one 736 736 would love to hear from you. And always love hearing from you, Greg. Thank you for the call. 0433981116 off the temper text. Temper, a mattress like no other. There's a heap coming through off that, and I'll get to as many of them as I can. And there's a, bit other th- there's a few other things making news today. Jack Viney spoke to media as well. Lockie Neal is still very, very big on the sporting or the AFL agenda. So we'll work our way through that as well. This is time on SEN. Uh, they also set up the ground so well defensively and Lever and May uh, certainly made us look like fools in round 23. So, um, yeah, when you get to prelim finals, games can be won all over the ground. Um, there's pretty good players everywhere, to be honest. Yeah, probably um, how you enter the forward line and, and don't kick it straight to lever like we did in, two, in round 23. But um, there'll be a lot more things that go into the game uh, than that. I wasn't aware of those comments. Um, they are pretty strong comments. Um, I'm surprised Isaac does feel that way. 
I think, yeah, probably in the end it was just a, a quarter of footy that cost us. I, I think we were pretty good for three quarters. Um, we had a dominant patch where we were able to convert our scores and um, put a lot of scoreboard pressure on. So, um, personally for me, reflecting on the game, uh, those co- uh, kind of comments, I don't know if I necessarily agree with, but... Uh, kind of, yeah, eyes forward now and, and hopefully, well, they're quality players um, um, and, and they're going to give us a tough night, so uh, we're definitely going to have some pa- uh, plans in place to um, address their influence and hopefully we can yeah, bypass them and, and put some scoreboard pressure on. So a little bit of a compare the pair there, Isaac Smith and Cam Guthrie from the Cats, Isaac Smith speaking yesterday, just very honest, saying he believed that May and Lever made them look foolish when they last played them. Cam Guthrie surprised by those comments that they're strong and he doesn't necessarily agree. So, I mean, Isaac Smith, country boy, always honest as the day is long. I found that pretty refreshing. I didn't think that was him having a crack at the at the Cats themselves. I just think that was him just saying, yeah, that's how I saw it. They got the better of us. We kept putting it down their throat, which was, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, yeah. Uh, fool me once, shame on you. I've just done a... Um, I've just... <laughs> oh, have, I've done it, haven't I? I've just done old mate. Um, what was his name? The 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 dumb president, Jules. Help me out here. I can't remember his name. Tell me his name. Just get in the earpiece. Tell me his name. No, not Trump. It was the one before him. The president before him. Bush. Bush. There we go. Bush was the president before him. Ah, uh, goodness me. Uh, I've just done a, a George Bush. Fool me once. Shame on. You. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yep, that's how it goes. Uh, no, it's not Obama. It was George Bush. Stop. Thank you. Uh, anyway, so I thought that was pretty honest from Isaac Smith. Oh, I didn't think there was any issue with him saying that. Uh, but it just goes to show that that's the little compare the pair uh, between the messaging uh, coming out of the cats and make of that uh, what you will. Paul's on the road. G'day, Paul. How are you, Sam? Good, buddy. Sam, just a, couple, just a couple of minutes ago, you had a gentleman on saying he, he doesn't sort of um, agree with the night grand final. Well, they've got to take into account that the biggest re, the biggest um, employers in Australia is retail, and God knows how many hundreds of thousands of people work on a Saturday. Mm. And then you've got, um, I'm, I'm sure the time frame would fit into a lot more, you know, like overseas countries, which which opens up more advertising. Yeah, I've got to check the. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to double check the time zones around that. I don't think it'd be great for parts of the US. Um, just thinking of when we normally, uh, when the time zones work for us. So it'd be quite late in certain parts of the US. I think it sort of works better through Europe and the UK. Um, but it is interesting. What a lot about, of. Yeah, sorry, you go, Paul. Yeah, what, what about the likes of Japan and that type of thing? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it fit in with them? Yep. 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 I mean, yeah, but it's just have more advertising dollars. Yeah, possibly, I mean, Paul. You know, your big, big multinationals that, um, you know, they, they would be seen worldwide. Yeah, and so it's, a, it's got its pluses. Sorry, Paul? It's got its pluses. It's, um, I mean, sure, not a lot of people would like it, but I know I've worked in retail for a long time and I, I think I've seen probably about one of the last 10 grand finals because I've been working. Yeah, hey, Paul, and thank you for putting that on the table. Uh, it's a great point that you make. And, and I just still stick with how do we know what's the best time slot for the AFL Grand Final until we've actually had a look at them? I mean, surely in any other fact-finding mission that you go on in life, 
um, you, you, you need to actually know what you're comparing one thing to another with. I mean, you can't, we can't compare a day grand final to a night or to a twilight until we've actually had one. Um, that would be my takeaway on it. Bob's in Turin. G'day, Bob. Uh, sorry, Hello. Dave. G'day, Dave. You want to speak about Dave. Bob? G'day, Dave. Uh, no, no. Yeah, I do. I do, mate. I'm bamboozled by it because I'm thinking, what's the head of football got to do? What's his experience got to do? And I do have to mention Mark from Turin. We're having a beer. And we're going, who's he going to go in there and run a football club? Has he ever done that before? But... I don't know. It's up to you to tell me he's uh, he's a great footballer. David, Uh, certainly not up to me to tell you. Um, It's up to Fremantle to to go through whatever process they want to to try and pick the best people that they believe for the roles that they have available. Um, And I think when they go through that process and then this is the person they decide, it certainly won't be on me to to, to question that. I'm I'm not in a position where I would uh, anyway um, or should uh, because that's absolutely a choice that they have made. Um, So if they believe that Bob's got what they need for that role, then that's good enough for me. Uh, But thanks for the call. Enjoy your night. one 736 736 Peely's in Inverley. G'day, Peely. Uh, G'day, George W. How are you, mate? Yeah, I know. Jeez. How good was that? My mind just said, no, you don't have any space left to remember uh, who that was, and, and I'm going to make you look as foolish as he was. So that's just what transpired. Uh, <laughs> no, that happens, mate. It happens. Uh, just uh, to mirror the uh, the thoughts of a lot of other callers, uh, it's going to be sad to see Bob go. Great to have him while we did, mate. We should count ourselves lucky. I'm sure we're going to do a great job. Um, just uh, going to open up and couple of vacancies for a couple of other people to take his spot now. Hopefully you put your hand up, Sammy, but <laughs> anyway, um, hopefully I can uh, bring a bit more to the table than the previous two callers. I just, I was going to mention uh, something about the time of the grand final and Paul, I think you're way off the mark, mate. Uh, you need to just think about time zones. The whole world's not in the same time zone. I think the AFL grand final is going to be telecast overseas during night time even if it was a lunchtime start over here. I, can't, I think the AFL's missed a trick, Sammy. Why aren't we starting at lunchtime? I'll be drinking cans from morning anyway. I'm not going to see. I'm not going to see the grand final. I reckon that's the same for a lot of boys. Uh, of course, and I know you'll be doing it responsibly, Peely, uh, and I do thank you for calling in, and I echo your thoughts about Bob uh, as well. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a big loss, but it's absolutely Fremantle's gain. Um, yeah, and this is, this is the fascinating thing about this conversation. There are people that absolutely just hell-bent against and others who are very much keen just to see what it might be and, and how it might look uh, and those who have been saying for years that they'd prefer it to be uh, a night grand final. But it certainly does get the phones ringing and that's what we love uh, here on SEN. Uh, Brett's, in the, Brett's in the basin. G'day, Brett. Yeah, g'day, Mr. President. How are you? Oh, yeah. No, I, I deserve that. I deserve every bit of that. I'm so, no, ashamed. Um, I'm so ashamed with myself. But anyway, yeah, thanks, well, you, could, you could have said in front of the whole world. Yeah, so I'll just be listening to, uh, Saturday uh, off the bench. Probably, I think it's around 10.25 that they roll out off the record. Yeah, I think I'll be front and centre. <laughs> All good, mate. Hey, um, what I was going to say is I'm a Victorian. I love um, Grand Final Week. The build-up to Grand Final in Melbourne, it's fantastic. But 
why not give it a go? WA. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, fantastic. The stadium is amazing. Um, I think Victorians need to sort of get over it um, and just accept it and enjoy it. Uh, Brett, thank you for the call. Uh, greatly appreciated. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I wouldn't tell people to get over it. I mean, I think at the moment you, we understand that emotions are, are running high and people are feeling things a little bit deeper than maybe they normally would given the situation that we're in. So I can understand why it raises the rancour of some, but um, I am a bit, from the last thing you said, I just want to, I just want to see it. I just want to, I'll make my mind up when I've had a good look at it. Uh, off the text, how many people are working in retail at the moment? I think when that was brought up, it was meant more holistically as if in, it was in regular times. I think we all understand that at the moment, unfortunately, a lot of people in retail aren't uh, able to work uh, at the minute. Uh, Nick's in Hoppers Crossing. G'day, Nick. Hey, you going, buddy? I haven't spoken to you for quite a while. It's been Great a while. I don't know how long, but hey, how you been? I can't complain. You? Uh, yeah, not, not bad. Not bad. Everything's good. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll start by a positive. Um, you've got four, four um, teams now in, in, the, in the finals. Would you believe three are actually Victorian? That, that's, that's, that's a very big um, ask. And that's, that hasn't happened for a long time. But out of those, Melbourne's playing very well. But I'm still a little bit... I'm neutral because I don't follow anyone. But I would love to see Melbourne and all of Victoria, all of Australia, I think, will all go for Melbourne. But I've just got this worry about this Geelong... Because of their forward line, they've got this Jeremy Camlin can kick five goals in the corner. Then you've got Hawkers that can kick three or four goals. I'm worried for that aspect. Otherwise, I think Melbourne should be able to do it. My other point, the second one is the prelim final finals, and then you've got to buy. Like you were saying, yes, before the statistics, the people that have had um, like a rest after prelim final or whatever, they haven't won many matches, sort of thing. Yeah, so that, and, that um, was a stat that, of, that Nick. That was a stat about the pre-finals buy. So when we've yeah. had uh, that in over uh, the last, um, what is it, five years or so ago. years? Yeah, we've had it uh, yeah, for a yeah. while now. Um, but that's yeah. more about the stats in around the pre-finals buy. So those that win the qualifying and go straight through to the prelim, only four yeah. out of the ten have actually made it through to the grand final, as opposed to yep. 28 out of 32 qualifying final mm-hmm. winners getting through uh, to the grand final from the prelim when we didn't have the pre-finals by. Right. Now, the situation is, now, say, for example, now, Port, Port, Port are in a box seat because they're, they're home, they've got their own bed, no hotels, no nothing, no, no um, travel here and there with Bulldogs are going to have a problem with travelling around, Geelong are sort of up and down. And Melbourne, they haven't got their home support, so that might be the hardest bit there, but why have um, a buy before the grand final? That, uh, that doesn't make any sense to me, that one. Nick, at all. That, that's, obviously they've got a lot of work to do in terms of making sure that the teams that do qualify uh, at the moment, and things might change, but when they set that up, it was just to buy themselves some time. Uh, they were really keen to keep the grand final on the last Saturday in September, but also, too, with COVID regulations being what they are in the states in which we're playing and how that's all working, they need to make sure that anyone coming into WA, if they're still required to quarantine for 14 days, and this buys them the time to make sure that that actually happens and that they can actually play in that grand final. So it, it is all about just keeping options open. It's also, too, that if, if anything was to happen in Perth in regards to a COVID outbreak, it would also then give them time to pivot 
and to make a change and to get on the road and take the show elsewhere. So it just buys them the necessary time in the circumstances that we're in. Um, others would say, look, if, you, if the going's good, just get it done. Um, but it's not as easy as that at the moment with what you need to do in terms of quarantining coming into to WA. So, um, yeah, normally, Nick, I'd probably agree with you. But it's also, too, I mean, in a, in a regular year, I mean, the, the idea of a, a buy before the grand final doesn't annoy me as much as it ended up annoying me for the finals. I was actually a fan of the pre-finals buy as a concept, but when I saw it in play, I thought, no, nah, this doesn't work. But as, in terms of a grand final, if someone... I, I would hate to see... It just gives people a chance to maybe recover um, anyone that might have had to step out of a game through COVID protocols. I think what it does in that space means that no one will try to manipulate the system. Not that I think doctors would, but you're just certain in the fact that, okay, well, they sit out and they can still then play in two weeks' time uh, because they've had the 12 days off as required. So there's a few little things where I think it can actually be a benefit, but it's a good question you ask. Hey, Shane, you stay right there. I'll take your call on the other side of this, and I'll try and whip through as many of these texts as possible. Time on, SEN. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. This does fool me once. Shame on... Shame on you. You fooled me. We can't get fooled again. Yeah, that was pretty much it. That's, uh, I've almost done that word for word. Uh, thank you to Greg and Mitchum who uh, sent it through. We might have to do a compare the pair on that one. I'm sure that'll happen Saturday morning, though, with Hutchie and Pickers off the bench. Uh, welcome back to Time On. Sam Hargraves with you. Um, and thanks to Trent Langscale from Greyhound Racing Victoria who sent me through this. Just for those who wanted to try and equate to when this grand final would be played as it when, when, and as to when it would air um, around the world. So with a 7.15 start Melbourne time, that would be 11.15 a.m., uh, in France, Germany, 10.15 in the UK, 5.15am in New York and 2.15am in LA. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it has some benefits for those in the UK, maybe not for the expats living uh, in the US. Shane's in North Fitzroy. G'day, Shane. G'day, Sam. Uh, long time, first time with you, Sam. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, mate, like what you just said, and Trent, Trent's a great man. I used to work with him down at the Turbie back in the day. Uh, uh, who, like in all honesty, though, no one, no one cares what it, what time it is around the world. All right, the fans here in Melbourne and 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 the fans in Australia, we we don't want a night grand final. And I understand what you're saying. Oh, give it a go. I've been to, I'm a Hawthorne supporter. I've been to every single one of their grand finals since 2008. Brilliant. And I could not tell, and I could not tell you who was the entertainment. You know why? Because I couldn't care less. I don't care about the halftime band and the music or a light show or fireworks or anything like that. All I care about is the game. Mm. The tradition is that it starts on a Saturday afternoon. We have a grand final breakfast. People have a barbecue, they have people around. We have a great day. You have halftime heroes where yep. you go and kick the footy out the oval. Uh, and then when you, with your team wins or whatever, you celebrate after five o'clock. Now, that's, that's what it should be. And I reckon if you did a poll or a, a vote or a, whatever, 70, point, 70 plus percent of the fans would want a day grand final. So I know Jared's pushing the barrel on it. Hardly, and look, the TV networks make a gazillion dollars, and let's and and let's let's mm, speak to say what it is. 
the only reason why they wanted it at night. That's the only reason. Hey, Shane, you... don't give us any spin. Yeah, no, Shane, you make some great points about all that's great about a day grand final, and I don't disagree with much of that. Uh, as I said, though, I'm just I'm just in the wait and see. Uh, I'm just going to just see how this plays out and how this looks. Hey, Sporting Capital up next, Heroes and Villains. Keep your calls coming through. I'll be back with you after this short interlude. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.